0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Squiggly Career Podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with Helen. Hello. And we're here to help you develop the skills you need to succeed in a squiggly career. And today we're going to be talking about one of our original topics, and that is
1: strengths. It's one of the first things that we thought about when we started Amazing If about five years ago. I remember the day that we were in my house and we were <laughs> just brainstorming. And we had post it notes everywhere, all over the windows, and we were trying to gather all of our thoughts. And strengths is one of the ones that we knew was most important and most valuable to people when they were thinking about. How, how to have a happy career essentially it was just one of those core things that we knew we had to address and it was Emma Hopkins actually on Instagram I think who gave us the prompt to cover it now on our podcast so thank you to her and actually thank you to all of our Instagram and Twitter followers and um, i just quickly say that it's so rewarding to get all of the feedback from people I feel like we're building up a really nice community in those places and it I don't know what you think Sarah but I feel like it feels really personal when people are sharing what they valued on our on our podcast and just talking to us on instagram
2: yeah I think it's it's the moment in the day that makes me super happy so if you are somebody that comments or gives us a suggestion and please know that we read them all and you know hopefully respond to as many as we can and it, it puts a smile on my face every time I know that whether it's a podcast or something else from Amazing If is actually having a positive impact with people's squiggly careers and maybe just helping you uh, enjoy your day or enjoy your week a little bit more. So thank you. And, and also, I started doing daily squiggly career tips on
1: Instagram stories, which I knew nothing about until about two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and it's basically me sharing Sarah and I's kind of uh, tips and things that we might share on our podcast as well. So um, yeah, just make me feel better by having a look at that because I do that every morning. So that'd be great.
2: I'm so impressed because Helen is way more of a morning person than I am. And I just watched uh, the ones she's done today. And she's there, that? lipstick on, looking very uh, perfect um, and very kind of put together uh, maybe one morning I will do one with what I look like you at should. a similar time. And uh, we'll also co- compare and contrast.
1: I do do most of them in the car. So this morning I was like in my office, but most of them are like in the car. So they're hopefully, hopefully less, uh, less. you know,
2: safely while not driving.
1: <laughs> you no, know, parked in the car park. It's all very glamorous, my life on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so today then, uh, we're talking about strengths. Sarah, why do you think strengths are important
2: to squiggly careers? I think as our careers are all getting squiggly, the thing that you take with you from job to job, industry to industry, all the different opportunities that come our way are the things that you're great at. Uh, mm-hmm. That is almost one of the consistencies in a world of change, um, lots more ambiguity, um, you know, sometimes more uncertainty. What's something that you're in control of um, that makes you different? You know, It's part of kind of what you stand for is your strengths. It's the things that you're really good at. And I think it's where you add most value. That's the thing Mm -hmm. I always find really helpful when I'm talking to people about strengths. Think about where you add the most value in your organisation, because sometimes people don't feel that comfortable talking about strengths. Mm -hmm. Maybe particularly in the UK, I find uh, people are very humble, lots of humility. And often people don't practice or don't talk about their strengths that much. But it is what you will take with you from job to job. So it's really important that you know what you're great at other people know what you're great at so that they can help you get wherever you're going and that you start to talk about it confidently and in in a way that works for you.
1: And I always think it's, it's sometimes it's this kind of odd little mental trap we have where we're thinking, Oh, we can't say what we're great at because then people might, think we're a bit arrogant yeah but as a result of not saying that thing we're great at we don't get to do more of that thing so if people know for example I'm good at starting things they might put me on the the beginning of projects when we're first creating them and I will essentially create more value for the company but if I haven't been confident enough to say that that's what I'm good at I won't I won't ultimately add that value to the company and I feel like it's this really warped trap that we have where we're like not able to say that thing we're good at and unfortunately, that means you don't get to do it as much and you don't get to create as much value for your company as a result of it. So it's sort of like a lose, lose, lose just because you've not got the confidence to say that thing that you're great at.
2: Yeah. And I, but I think often when you see people talking about strengths, it's often talked about in a very kind of general way. So just do what you're great at. You know, when you mm. see those like those Instagram posts, actually, where people are like, do the job you love. Woo! Um, <laughs> when I talk to people, a lot of a lot of the time, people are saying, "Well, I don't, I don't know what I'm that good at." I, you know, I'm, I might be quite good at a few things. Yeah, I was going to um, say people
1: preface it with like, "I don't know." I'm, I'm, a, I may be a good bit good at this. I'm yeah. almost okay at.
2: So even, uh, and I don't think that's always people being self deprecating. I think part of it is just uh, how do you get to that process? What's the What's the process you go through to work out what those things might be, mm. and then how do you keep thinking about? Thinking about strengths, so it's because they're not something that they just sort of pop up. You know, as part of your, you know, uh, you know, outlook reminder. So, <laughs> here's your strengths, Sarah. Make sure you use them every day. Uh, you know, that's a good product. <laughs> that is a good product. Maybe I should sell that to Microsoft. um So it's, I, I do feel like actually thinking about your strengths and starting to use them more is actually a process there's a there's a way of thinking about these things that can just help you get started and I think once you get started it becomes easier but I think often that's sometimes the barrier mm-hmm. is just people get that strengths are really important um definitely want to have them but they're just not quite sure you know how do you how do you get there
1: so so what are yours then I think maybe if we can kind of evidence
2: that we are articulate and, and, and confident <laughs> and communicating it might oh, help. No. The pressure. <laughs> I can share so, what no, they are, whether, no, how, how well they'll be articulated. You, you can give me some live feedback on the podcast. Um, okay, so that, my, my strengths, um, I'm really great at creating things um, that might be creating <laughs> new ideas. It might be creating projects, uh, creating organisations, networks, starting things from scratch, building them and inspiring people to build them alongside me, I think is something that's characterised lots of my career particularly in the last kind of five or six years that's my first one do, mm-hmm. you want to keep, do I keep going or do you give me yeah, feedback keep as we going, go keep going. okay I'm loving this yeah okay keep number going. one number two uh, developing people I think if that's not my super strength then we've got some we've got some problems with both our business <laughs> and our podcast but I love to specifically help people to be at their best every day I think that's what I mean by developing people and that can be anything from the fact that i'm qualified as a as a coach a professional coach so doing kind of formal coaching with people to having a 5 minute conversation about a problem that somebody's having that day which if i can help resolve and make their day that bit better then they can do better work mm-hmm. so i'm i'm really motivated by that and I, and i feel i'm i'm really good at that um yeah so helping people to do their best work that'd be my second one and then my third is building strong relationships and I think particularly building relationships that are very trusted, where I've got a clear sense of the value that I'm bringing to that relationship and the value that I'm gaining from it, and usually very long term relationships. So the relationships that I build do tend to have, um, you know, they, they tend to last, they tend to come with me from job to job, all the different things that I do, I take those relationships with me and they mean a lot to me. So I, th- I do think I'm good at building uh, yeah, long lasting and meaningful relationships. Well, there we go. I, I
1: only have positive feedback for <laughs> like, you. I think like, that, I think very specifically to uh, feedback, I think what you uh, did really well there, by the way, this isn't rehearsed to people listening. Clearly, <laughs> I, 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 I am put Sarah on the spot with that question. But the, I think what was really good, and what maybe people can learn from listening to what you said, is that you said what you were good at, and then you kind of gave some context of of in what situation that adds value, or also yeah. what situation you, you've applied that. So I think that's rather than just saying, I am good at building relationships, I am good at creating things, you set some context around it, which makes it, A, it draws me in, it seems less like a generic list of things that you're, you might have yeah. got from some tool online and more of something you've genuinely thought about.
2: Yeah, and one of the things I actually noticed myself as I was talking to you is there were a couple of instances where I felt I could have just tightened up the clarity. Uh, mm-hmm. So I maybe got some of those like in-between words like think or quite, and that's natural because, as, you, as you're listening to the podcast, you know nobody talks in precise, exact language all of the time. But it, it demonstrates, but even by us doing this live now, the importance of saying these things out loud, which you always feel like a, a bit like an idiot, obviously. <laughs> um, but you know, f- f- either say them out loud to yourself to get yourself started to build your confidence, and then find someone who you can say practice saying your strengths out loud to. Because even when we're thinking about our podcast, we'll sometimes think about what we're going to talk about and then we'll have to go again because we've not quite been clear enough in terms of how we're going to describe something or what we want to talk about. So practice really does make perfect. I think when you've when you've got those strengths in mind or you feel like you have an idea of what they might be, practice saying them out loud, get some feedback, even if it's just like Helen and I did right then. (laughs) So presumably you have to do yours now, given you may do right. mine.
1: Okay, well, I'll do them quickly because I don't need to talk about okay. it all the time. I think oh, I do also have some similar ones to you about kind of the starting things. But I think maybe my ones that are maybe a little bit more distinct to me are my ability to ask questions, but very specifically... I think that that can help unlock potential and that can either be in organisations or individuals. So to give an example, when I'm coaching people, I know that I can ask questions that they have not thought of before. Or when I'm in a situation with my team and they're telling me about a project or they are stuck on something, I can ask them a question which can reframe their thinking. And I don't actually have to think about those questions that much. It is a mixture of curiosity which we obviously talked about on last week's podcast and I think it's just the way my brain works it's just something that I'm yeah. I'm naturally good at asking those questions but the value it creates is that it it unlocks people's thinking and it unlocks potential in in people and businesses that's definitely something over time that I've I didn't know I was good at that until I got feedback very specifically from people about
2: it yeah and what's really lovely about the way you talked about that strength was a bit like you said I, I gave some useful context I thought what you did there, which is probably even more useful, is you talked about the impact. You talked about the impact mm-hmm. that you being distinctly and differently good at something then has on an organization or on an individual. And I think if you can do it in those two parts, so this is what I'm brilliant at and this is why it matters. That's mm-hmm. essentially how you just frame that. And then that opens up a world of possibilities. So I just thought that was that's a that's a nice framework for people to think about. Thank you. I'm feeling very
1: positive after this, this mutual
2: sharing of feedback.
1: <laughs> I will, um, I'll, I'll, let's leave, leave kind of individual uh, strengths there and um, let's maybe share some of the ways that we've learned about our strengths. I think we're now talking about strengths that we are confident in and able to articulate, but they, they have come from our experiences. So maybe you could share some of your experiences about how you have
2: developed those strengths that you talked about. Yeah, so I think if I focus on the um, developing people's strength, and we talked about often people don't know where to start in terms of identifying what a strength might be, I sort of discovered the developing people's strength through really thinking about what I enjoyed the most about uh, my job, which were the moments, um, whether it was projects or an hour in a particular day or a particular week, where I just felt particularly energised and excited probably prepared to do more than was required to to get involved in that thing. And for me, that was always about developing people. It's not, you know, I don't have a HR background. It's not kind of what I'm trained in. But when I got glimpses, and it was definitely only glimpses uh, 10 years ago of opportunities to develop other people to be at their best, I could just see that that was something that actually naturally, as you sort of talked about before, I had a kind of natural talent for, for being able to do that. And I really enjoyed it. And the more I got to do it, the better I got, Mm. um, which is also kind of a characteristic of how you get those strengths to be really super, is try and use them frequently. And the really important, um, I guess, story for me around that strength is over time, I started using it more and more in lots of different ways. And that's one of the things I think we all have the opportunity to do. So when I first started realising developing people was something I was really passionate about, it was perhaps... 5-10% 5-10% of my job and I had the opportunity to make it slightly more of my core day job but actually there were other things that provided me with lots of ways of exploring developing people so I mean obviously most significantly most importantly in my life Helen is amazing if um, and we you know we, we started that five years ago and that really is all about developing people so that was a a very big I guess, manifestation of that strength and me getting to use that strength more. But there were also loads of small examples. So I would volunteer at work for anything that was to do with people development. Um, actually, initially, before even Amazing If, and believably, there was a time before Amazing If, I ran a very small annual leadership programme that used to run for just 20 people that I just started. When I now look back at it, I think, oh, I'm not really sure how I managed to make that happen. But just in a really small you know sort of very side projecty way i done lots of learning um and and i wanted to share that with other people so i just started up this small program where once a year for 6 weeks one evening a week i would share some of what i'd learned on things like my mba and various different things with a small group of people who were interested in learning more about leadership so that's that's almost i guess my the thing that i would encourage people to think about is when you start to see the glimpse of a strength try and think about as many different opportunities and ways to use that strength as possible. Of course, in your day job, but think about what can you volunteer for, what side projects, what hobbies do you have? Because frequency will help you to work out, is it is it really a strength and a super strength? And it will also just help you to get better and better at it. So it's kind of self-perpetuating positive cycle. I think sometimes spinning
1: up new things can be a bit daunting for people. Yeah. I think we've got relatively adept now I think at like side projects is one thing we talk about one thing is really passionate about and something that um, I think we've got some confidence in now and in managing all those but you don't there is I think once you get those glimmers one option could be to look at the multiple ways as Sarah said that you can apply it another option is to sort of look a bit more inwards at your current job and see whether you can up the frequency that you're using that strength in your current job, um, and I think I was reflecting on my own ex- sort of experience, in my last couple of jobs, and how I'd uh, sort of crafted my jobs based on my strengths, and I had a, a sort of a, mo- a moment of realization when I realized the last four companies I've worked for. So, worked for Microsoft now, and then I worked for Virgin before that, and then it was BP, and then Eon. So, the last four companies I've worked for within twelve months, as a result of I think as a result of me being confident in my strengths and other people knowing them, I have navigated myself to a role that has had almost like a more appropriate use of my strengths than the one that I started in. So um, if I think about when I was at Eon, I went in, originally I went into Eon to be kind of, it was my first management role as head of this process team. And um, within about three months, I ended up as head of an innovation function, and that is so much more um, suited to some I was just of thinking, my thinking I cannot imagine you leading. I the know my husband function. says that the thing. I think I was so drawn by the. My, it was my first opportunity to manage a team, and I cared about that so much. I would almost do it in yeah. any context, and that was my driver. <laughs> I would do any we'll, job. <laughs> I just want to manage people and help them to grow. That's <laughs> like very, very <laughs> genuine need. And um, but within three months, I got to do that. But I also got to like head up an innovation team, which uh, ha- I have the same sort of strength as you as um, starting new things. And again, that's happened time and time again in my other roles. And some of that has been driven by me where I've gone, I'm really great at this. I can add more value. And as a result, I've sort of proactively crafted a job. I'd say that happened to me a bit more in Virgin others, it's been where changes happened around me, which is kind of the very nature of squiggly careers. Um, So Microsoft, there was an organizational restructure. And as a result of people knowing what I was good at, because I've been able to communicate that to other people, I was very quickly placed into a new role as a result of that change. And I just think that You knowing your strengths and being able to communicate those to other people, ideally directly. So talk to your manager, talk to your mentors, talk to your peers about where you're good at, where you add value. But sometimes it's just indirectly, sometimes just consistently displaying your strengths. Maybe you're great
2: at presenting and you
1: just present a lot. That's what I was going to say, actually.
2: I think particularly when I first started thinking about my strengths, I probably wouldn't have been confident enough to talk about them in the way that I do now. Yeah, and, and my way of sharing my strengths was to show them, was yeah. to to show them with as many different evidence points as I could. Because for me, that just feels very credible and very comfortable. You know, the kind of whole actions speak louder than words. I think if you just do that, sometimes I get worried that you can be squirreling away trying to use your strengths in lots of different ways and people might still not see it you know everyone's very busy people are very consumed in their own worlds and lives etc so I think the second bit in terms of being able to say it is actually really important but certainly if you're starting on this process it's absolutely fine to just think about right how can I show the people around me that these are some of the things that I'm great at by just you know volunteering you know, small, it can be really small actions. I remember seeing uh, one one guy at Sainsbury's volunteering to help with, which is like the worst job ever, the office move. So we were like reorganising the <laughs> office. Now, his super strength wasn't, you know, office moves. But actually, one of the things that he was good at was almost tackling the things that no one else can quite work out or want to do. You know, those the, the kind of tricky bits that people know you've got to do right and take a bit of thinking and working out. But everyone goes, oh, no, that sounds annoying. You know, a new IT platform, a new office, that kind of stuff. And actually, I hadn't, This, you know, this guy worked in a completely different function. And my first almost interaction with him was more about, you know, everyone in marketing moving around into different places to work and different seating and all that kind of things, all of which actually becomes quite emotional. And yes. People get very involved in. And this guy did Their a great chair. job of being, yeah, <laughs> of being very calm considering everyone's views and then, you know, making all the nitty gritty happen. And so suddenly by seeing him in that different context, I'd seen a set of skills and behaviours that I I just wasn't aware of. And it wasn't about the kind of just the what he was doing. It was about how he was doing it. And so Mm -hmm. I don't don't always encourage people to not think too literally about what it is that you're doing. So I talked about developing people and quite a few literal examples of me getting to do more development of people but actually, you know, if you, even if you can support somebody who is brilliant at that thing already, so you can maybe learn from them and actually then they get into a glimpse of, oh, actually, you're quite good at that too. That could be another mm-hmm. way of getting to it. So I think think as creatively and as laterally as you can in terms of how you might get experience and exposure to those things. One
0: size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt.
1: think also with your strengths I, I kind of hesitate to say this because it's such an overused phrase about learning from your failures yeah. but actually when you sometimes when you fail at work that is also a really good time for your strengths to come to the fore maybe not in the moment yeah. of failure but in I think in how you <laughs> respond to it in the moment of failure you might have done something that you might not do again that's fine bank it move on but it's in really in how you respond to that actual or perceived failure, whatever it is, I think that is your opportunity for your strengths to come through. So I can remember a few times in my career where I've done things that I kind of think, oh, I wish I hadn't done it like that. And a particular time at Capital One where some things went a bit wrong, should we say, (laughs) without going into the detail of it. But actually, in the moments after, and the moments were like days and weeks after, I think my strengths came to the fore far more than had that issue not happened. So my ability to bring people together to create a team to give them a strong focus to create some momentum and to communicate with clarity all those things as a result of this situation I wouldn't have created in the first place but as a result of it and reacting to it I was able to show those strengths and I think sometimes those tough times at work I mean, it's very easy for me to say, reframe the tough times at work as a learning opportunity. <laughs> but honestly, and I tell myself this, I have tough times at work. It is in those tough times that your strengths really come to the fore. And my, my husband reminded me this of, this of this recently. I'm sorting some significant things, shall we say, at Microsoft at the moment. And I was talking to my husband about it. And he said, Helen, you're great at that stuff. Why are you worrying about it? That's the stuff you're really good at. And it yeah. was almost this moment of actually... I have got evidence that I can use in my mind to to give myself some confidence that I know how to do this stuff. And I think in those tough times, it's a real confidence boost to yourself to know that you can rely on your strengths to see you through. And I think sometimes just reframing and seeing those tough times as um, not quite as hard, if you know what you're great at, so you can see through it, but also an opportunity to showcase what you're really great at.
2: Yeah, and I think maybe one last point before we move on to um, some hints and tips and some resources. One of the things that I observe, certainly I did at the start of my career, and I see quite commonly now uh, with the people that I work with over the past few years, there's a real temptation to try and do it all, to try and get better at the things that you're really good at, and at the same time to mitigate your weaknesses. So you're trying to do lots of things simultaneously, and you're trying to be good at lots of things simultaneously. And certainly when I first started work, I thought that was the answer. I thought that's how I would progress and that's what I needed to do. I needed to be good at basically everything, um, <laughs> a- absolutely everything. I'd really stress about things I wasn't very good at and do my best to sort of either try and hide them or really work out how I could get better at them. And that is quite a lot of takes lots of energy, uh, you know, mental focus. And it's actually very difficult to do. Very few people are brilliant at everything um if anyone actually i'm I'm yet to come across anyone who's you know absolutely perfect the people i most admire who i've been really inspired by who i've worked with and for are always those people who have mitigated the weaknesses that could hold them back from doing the things they want to do from that from kind of realizing their potential so if something is quite important to your career or your job and it's not your natural strength. They've spent some time thinking about it, not too much, but they've, they've worked out how to get good enough essentially. And then they have put way more focus, you know, 60, 70, 80% more focus on, I'm going to get really brilliant at two or three things.
0: Mm. And then
2: I'm going to use those things to add as much value as I possibly can. And then that's why those people get promoted because in, in a squiggly world, there's so much going on. I think often i'll reflect and think at the end of a year what what did i what impact did i have on an organization and actually it's often only two or three really big things and it often it comes from where you've used your strengths time and yeah, time again true. i look back and think the really big impact i had on that organization or on that team it was these two or three things and those things always come from me optimizing the things i was always really great at and then that's how you find the things you want to do and you know, And have a positive impact. And they often talk, don't they, about really smart chief executives and leaders are very good at putting people around them who are good at different things. And Mm -hmm. you can see why that's so important because no one person is brilliant at everything. So don't fall into that trap of trying to do to be all things to all people. Because I'm yet to see someone who does that and then has succeeded and kind of been happy in that world.
1: I think that is maybe harder when you're starting out. You know, yeah, the the chief executive because you have this, you know, the sort of jobs you have you might be operating with almost a bit of a fixed mindset of saying, okay, I hear what you're saying, Sarah and Helen, yes. but I'm at this stage <laughs> in my career and I can't just build a team around me to do stuff I'm good at, yeah. which is, is honestly probably true. But you can still sharpen your strengths. So you may be in a situation where you're having to do some elements of your job that might not be playing to your strengths, but it's just the nature of the job and the company that you're in. That doesn't mean that you can't still be really clear about the one or two things that you are specifically and uniquely good at and just try and do more of that. It might mean you can't get rid of the other stuff yet, but you don't have to necessarily get better at that other stuff. You just have to get better at the stuff that feels uniquely true and distinct to you.
2: And even, you know, I would say we're both in positions now, where we're in leadership roles. I still definitely do stuff that I'm not brilliant at and that is still part of my role. And I yeah. can't I can't control every person that's around me all of the time to make sure we're some sort of incredible super strengths team. Um, I can do it probably more than I could when I started my career. But, yeah, you know, those things change over time. The thing I worry about the most is, people feeling like they've got to spend equal amounts of time worrying about their weaknesses and strengths. Yeah, me too. Double the amount of time you spend on your strengths and your weaknesses. That'll keep me happy.
1: (laughs) I'm sort of thinking about a super strengths team. Can you imagine that? That sounds amazing. amazing. I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. Okay, so let's think about some some specific tips maybe that yep. you can take away from this. We've talked about different things. So I think one of the first ones that we have both done a lot, and we've talked to people about this and we get really good feedback from them when they do it, is to ask three people over WhatsApp or whatever, you know, texting thing that you use, um, three words that they use to describe you. So this can be work colleagues. I think it's good to have the variety. So a friend, a family member, maybe a colleague, just ask them for three words to describe you maybe say you've been listening to this podcast in case they're just like "What these what two this girls random? keep
2: going on about <laughs> strengths please someone what tell was, me
1: so I've been listening to the amazing if podcast and I need you to give me three words that describe me and send it back to me give them a bit of context and what's really useful when you get those words back or a it's it's generally positive. I think there's been one occasion in the five years when someone had a word they were like, oh, that's really <laughs> interesting. Ninety-nine percent of the time. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's a positive thing that you get back, which feels great. But what's also really useful is that you can see whether those words are consistent with the, your own words. And if they're not, that might give you rise to think about oh, actually, other people see some strengths that I didn't know that I was demonstrating or they might be articulating it in a different way. So it's just, it's a quite quick, useful exercise to get some instant feedback and look at whether you're having the impact you think you're having and whether it's a consistent impact in different places with your strengths.
2: Yeah, it's really great. I I love doing it. I've done it before and then I still do it because it just always makes you feel really good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another way of getting strengths feedback that I think is very simple. And again, probably one of the things that people who come on our programs end up doing the most in terms of actions is to ask for specific strengths-based feedback using the question, can you tell me about a time when you've seen me at my best? So you can amend that question to work for you. You know, can you tell me where you think I've added the most value at work in the last month? Might feel more like a kind of phrase that you would use, but just asking someone for one specific example of, where do you think I add the most value? Is essentially what you're asking for is absolutely fascinating. It's really interesting to see, are you adding the most value in the way you thought you were? What is it that people observe? What is top of mind? And again, if you ask a few people, you'll get a range of answers and it just feels like very specific feedback that you can act on pretty quickly. So definitely try that if you've not done that before. And
1: you said you've done that recently in your new job, right? So it's quite a good thing to do, particularly starting a new team or a new job
2: because you can maybe... Do more of that thing really quickly if that's what's being valued. Yeah, and I, I mean, I just, uh, I was, I'm sort of eight weeks into a new job, and I, asked, I just asked a couple of people, yeah, where do you think I had the most value at the moment since I've started, and I got in my mind where I thought it might, it that might be true, and sometimes that was right, and sometimes it wasn't, and sometimes it's the it depends on the individual and the context in which they've experienced you, and then that's something for you to think about because if yeah. people don't get to see the thing that you're great at, maybe because they don't get to work with you day to day, how can you? expand your influence and the things that you're doing to impact more people and so last last tip um, is about thinking about where
1: your strengths show up and whether they're consistent in all those places so for example your strengths will show up at work in your interactions with people but they might also show up on your linkedin profile for example um they might show up in you're just saying that because yours looks really good now no it isn't this I've Uh, I've changed it recently everybody listening I used to have like marketing director co-founder of amazing if both of which are true but um I'm I'm testing a less what I do type of a profile and more of a it's very uh, good if you've not been on Helen's
2: LinkedIn profile go and have a look (laughs) tell her what you think
1: people just on my on my LinkedIn profile just stalking me but you're you're welcome to it's an open (laughs) thing but the point that I was making is that there are there are multiple places. It depends really how social you are in terms of your profile. But there are multiple places your profile and your strengths have an opportunity to show up. Um, and you really want that to be consistent. You want the clarity for your, in your own mind about what you're great at. And you want that to be consistently communicated in all of the places that you are. So very specifically, I would maybe just write down quick brainstorm of where is my profile active and that maybe in person or it might be digital and then just do a quick like mini audit of how you're showing up in those places and maybe just tweak it so it feels consistent in all of those places. You're telling a consistent story about what you're great at.
2: Yeah. Some resources that might be helpful. So if mm. you're really keen to delve into the world of strengths and maybe want a bit more help with finding out what they are before you do anything else, there is a book and an exercise that you can buy called Strengths Finder it's um you can get it on amazon it is a bit more expensive is it about 30 pounds something like that i think it's about i think it's about 20 pounds okay. actually a bit cheaper but still, it's still it's
1: still it's still a 20 quid book yeah. which is quite a lot of for nowadays but
2: it's really good it is i would say if, if you really want to do a kind of comprehensive diagnostic and you like that kind of process of you know filling out questions and seeing kind of what it spits out, um, <laughs> I, like, and I, you know I I always enjoy those things. Technical term. Yeah, spits out. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not it, but um, that's probably the last thing they would want me to say. But you know it is really good. It will give you food for thought. You don't have to then just adopt that. You know if you don't like what it says, that's absolutely fine. But that can be useful if you're looking for a free version. There's something called the VIA. Is it the VIA Institute? Is that right? Um, so you go to VIAcharacter.org, .org. which isn't the
1: best way of describing what it actually is, because no. it's essentially an online strengths profile assessment. It's almost like strengths finder light. Yes. So you can do that and then you can go buy the book where you get this code and you can have like a more rigorous online assessment. But they do similar things. It's just I think I think it's just stimulus to get yourself a list of things that you're yeah. great at, which then you can reflect on.
2: And then a couple of other resources. So um, a guy called Jim Collins has done a lot of work on what makes individuals and organisations elevate themselves from being good to great. So this was really the point that I was making around being in that middle territory of being like pretty good or even very good. What, why do some people kind of manage to make that transition into kind of being brilliant um, and he talks about strengths and more broadly about the characteristics of of those people so they're uh, a bit more sturdy reads I would say you've <laughs> got to be quite quite committed um, they're not too academic they are so they are really interested but you need a bit of time so just to I think it's them. in the
1: business book category <laughs> yes it is, it is
2: definitely um, but I'm sure you can get some free summaries all that yes, kind of stuff online yes, if yeah. you were so inclined and actually one more that i thought of and um, that's a model that you can google and just comes up there's something called Jahari's window mm. um and Jahari's window talks about your strengths how known they are to others whether they're hidden and we've not really talked about it too much today but if you're kind of super curious and interested to find out more just google that it was actually two people i think wasn't it called joe and harry
1: yeah i think it is joe Did I and I harry that together Do i just want no, that no, no, to be true? No, you're right no you're totally right It two people there's something around their names are like joe and harry and then yeah. like Jahari sounds really technical but it's we need a model like that like the Selen model or something <laughs> amazing <laughs> uh,
2: but we'll we'll tweet a few of those bits out as well so, um, and put them on instagram so if you're looking for them uh, we'll help you find those um and should we talk about next week Yes, next week. So next week, we're going to be
1: talking about career plans. Well, actually, not career plans. We're going to be talking about career possibilities. One of the things that Sarah and I are really passionate about is the fact that in the context of squiggly careers, thinking about career plans is a bit too rigid because squiggly careers have loads more opportunities and lots more things for you to explore and that's really where thinking about your career possibilities can really help you to explore what you might be doing in the future in your career so that's what we're going to be talking about next week what your career possibilities are how to explore them um, and how that can help you build a happy career so, um, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on that. And in the meantime, um, as we said, you can follow us on Instagram, where we are um, amazing if, or on Twitter at amazing underscore if, or just drop us an email if there's anything that you think you'd like us to be talking about on this podcast, or if you've got any feedback for us at all, our email address is touch at amazingif.com. I think that's everything for this week.
2: Thanks very much, guys, and thank you for listening. Thanks very much. See you next See week. You, bye. bye. bye.